Welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm here with someone who never gets stung when they go jellyfishing. Josh Hemo. Cool. So welcome to the third episode of Is Mayonnaise a Podcast, a podcast where we analyze SpongeBob for life lessons. So we're going to watch an episode of SpongeBob and see what kind of life lessons we can learn even as adults. We were both fans of the show, so we figured we can still learn things from him. He's a... He's an insightful sponge. Before we get started, I just want to get some small things out of the way. I want to thank anyone who's been listening to the podcast uh, right now. Um, I've been getting a lot of encouragement. I know Josh has been getting a lot of good feedback. Yes. I definitely am pretty excited that, like, you know, that everyone else is kind of excited to to listen to us. I don't know if how that's how you feel, Josh, but I kind of feel the same uh, way. Definitely. Didn't think uh, people would actually want to listen to us be stupid for 30 minutes, but... I know. I, I feel like... I don't know. I'm I'm touched. I'm happy. Um, I'm I still think that there are more people who might actually enjoy our, our nautical nonsense. If you guys like that, you should you should share it. Share it with your friends. Um, I was having tons of fun, um, recording the first and second episode with Josh, and it was one of those things where I just really enjoyed every single moment as far as watching the show again and looking at all these different faces and like even when I was doing like the Instagrams for Boomerang Josh I was like I noticed that like all these little nuances as far as like faces the little sound effects um because I was looking for really interesting moments to Boomerang um if you guys haven't rewatched Spongebob I definitely think we should go you should go and watch the episodes along with us um it's pretty predictable which one we're going to do next so like today is episode three um, next week will be episode four. So you guys can get a, a head start on episode four and just watch and just notice like the background characters. Notice like when I was doing the Rip Pants episode, I saw like SpongeBob making some funny faces in the background. Lots of meme materials, what I'm saying. So if you guys want to get go viral, start start looking for memes in the old episodes because we all know how well those do. Well, that just speaks to like the animation and how great it was or it still is. They put so much time and effort into it. And like you said, they make it meme worthy. There's a new meme literally almost every day. I just I've been looking at like all these meme pages and uh, we have a Twitter that I've been on as well. And it's just been it's been really fun. It's been really fun just seeing how creative people can be, um, you know, using SpongeBob. Yeah, so let's get started with the episode. Today we're looking at jellyfishing and plankton. Act one of this one is called jellyfishing. In it, the narrator brings us in and we kind of observe the jellyfish and then we notice that SpongeBob and Patrick are scoping out the jellyfish and it turns out they're collectors and they have this really awesome montage where they suit up and they kind of fail miserably by like burning their hands on the rope and then they run outside and they try to catch this jellyfish. It stings out of them. And then uh, we see Squidward and they're like, Squidward, come, please come just like uh, jellyfishing with us. And he's like, oh, I would love to. But he just kind of like sarcastically rejects them. And he's like, maybe next time. Um, Squidward gets a little instant karma, gets into a bike crash involving a jellyfish. And, you know, SpongeBob and Patrick being the nice people that they are, they decide to throw like a little welcome home. Um, we're going to give you like a a get well soon kind of party. They call like, it the best day ever. Best day ever for 
good word. Exactly. And yeah. which I think is interesting because that if you know SpongeBob, Best Day Ever does come up again in a big way. This Best Day Ever includes some hot soup, some music, uh, and more importantly, jellyfishing. So they take Squidward jellyfishing and out of like spite, he decides to chase a jellyfish and he catches it. What a pro. First time out doing the best. And then in the process, he like pisses off this queen jellyfish that again, shocks him to sh- and sends him to the hospital again. When he comes back to uh, his house, SpongeBob and Patrick are waiting and, you know, they apologize by giving him a jellyfish. He's not very grateful for the apology. And he lets that jellyfish go to, you know, sting SpongeBob and Patrick. And what ends up happening is uh, another instant karma moment for Squidward where he gets gets shocked to sh- by the queen jellyfish who found him again. What do you think, Josh? I I, I enjoyed it. It's a pretty I good definitely episode. enjoyed it. Again, another classic. Yeah. You'll see a lot about the, the karma and Squidward in this episode. And I know we kind of talked about karma in episode two. Um, but a lot of it, like the instant karma that Squidward gets, is kind of funny. Um, also, like looking at the very beginning of the episode, how big is Squid uh, SpongeBob's house? Because they're going down ropes, going down chutes. They have like the secret room with all the jellyfish nets. Oh, yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's like definitely like a Batman style house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, and the rope burn, like the fact they're just, their expressions were cracking me up because they're so, it's such a great anti, like climactic ending where mm-hmm. he, they just like get outside and they're staring and then they're like super pumped. And they, uh, what I love about it is like they have this heavy metal riff. There's such a vast, diverse like music in SpongeBob, and I, I like it a lot. I, I think it's one of the, like the first instances where we kind of see that. Um, it's, well, it's also the the first time I noticed that the narrator brings up jellyfish jelly, mm-hmm. so a little foreshadowing for other episodes. We get we get a better idea what the jellyfish are in the SpongeBob universe. Like we get to see them like they actually sting, they produce jellyfish jelly. Like they all collect them. collect them. Yeah, it's more of like telling of what this another hobby of what SpongeBob has. The prep scene as they're getting ready kind of like brings us to our first small lesson for this episode is if you're going to do a hobby, do it right. Prep and be be ready. SpongeBob has his glasses um, and they both have their like own custom nets. And even though they're not the best jellyfishers, I think they they try their best. I don't I felt like they did I did I think they did okay. I've never caught a jellyfish. It's like I the way I understand it is a weird combination between butterflies and bees. Yeah, I was trying to understand exactly what they were supposed to be in the universe, but butterflies and bees, that kind of makes sense. Like they're all just stuck together. Yeah. It is, it is interesting, though, like, this is the first hobby that we see of SpongeBob's where he isn't completely, like, perfect at, you know, he, yeah. they struggle throughout the episode to catch jellyfish, like, there's a whole montage where they're singing that song, the da 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 and, like, they're struggling to catch just one simple jellyfish. You know, Squidward is another component of this whole episode, mm-hmm. and they go in front of his house, they see him and then they realize like oh let's invite squidward and squidward you know he's already got it to do and i 100 percent, i feel squidward in the sense that like okay i've planned my day i got things to do and here are these two people who i particularly don't like or like maybe i do like don't mind being around but here they are inviting me and i'm just like i, I don't want to go out but where i think squidward really fails is 
He's just so fucking petty about it. Oh, yeah. He's just like, oh, well, I could. Oh, I loved. I wish. Oh, my God. Uh, you know what? He's Never. Complete, he's uh, just a I can't. big ass. That's all he is. Squidward ass moment of the week. <laughs> right the there. Ass moment of the week. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like every week Squidward has an ass moment, so I think that could be a good reoccurring thing. We'll, we'll start. Maybe we'll start tallying. You guys yeah. can start tallying how many Squidward problems. But what I think is really interesting that really struck me in that moment is when Squidward leaves, Patrick says, maybe he doesn't like us. And, like, that level of, like, empathy and, like, social awareness is not something I would ever man- um, imagine Patrick to have. No, 100%. Like, he is the dumb friend, the character that's, like, living under a rock, but he's the one that realizes that, oh, maybe Squidward actually doesn't like us. But SpongeBob being the ever hopeful, optimistic person that he is, is like, nah, he loves us. We're his best friends. He even has a picture of Squidward by his like little chair as like friends. Which, how did he get that picture? Did they actually pose together? Because I don't, I can't believe that they have Photoshop under the water. Maybe he old school Photoshopped it. Maybe he took the picture of Squidward when he wasn't ready, and then, or maybe it's like a work picture. Yeah, you never, like, like they were wearing their hats, but maybe they like took it before. Like, oh. or maybe Squidward and SpongeBob were friends at a time. We don't know. Yeah. Well, or, I think I that's know. also kind of interesting, and that's one of the little lessons that I got out of this is like, kind of understanding, um, friendship or not. I don't know, um, because I think that they are friends. You know, as, as much as Squidward says that they're not, who else mm-hmm. does Squidward hang out with? He hangs out with it's them. It's true. Yeah, like. Even when they end up going jellyfishing, he actually gets into it. Like, he goes after that jellyfish. I mean, eventually le- leads him to his destruction by the queen, like, finding the queen jellyfish and trying to capture her. But, like, they treat him pretty well. Like, they set up this best day over ever. They try to make him soup, do all this other stuff. Like, they are trying to be good friends to him. Oh, and I, I definitely enjoy it because um, it's the, like, real first time that you hear Squidward laugh and he has that such that distinct laugh and let me tell you uh with spongebob if you really pay attention to all the little sound effects that they put in with animation a lot of people forget especially from like a film perspective is you're building the whole world from like a sonic perspective you do that with films too but it's also like there's set audio there's you know how environment sounds and it's pretty easy on set to be like okay i'm at a horse track. Okay, well, I'm just going to record a horse track where, you know, this is an underwater environment where they can build, they they can make it sound however they want. It's like when movies film in space. Like, there's no actual sound in space, but there's going to be sound effects for the movie to make it entertaining. It is, it is really, like, in-depth how they do that. Like, even, like, all the little wheelchair noises that he has, the swoops, the stings, like, it's all very, like, yeah, his, even like uh, his steps, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, his little suctions. Um, the the bike accident itself, when he like falls off the cliff and it explodes, it's just like nuclear bomb sound, which, which is like great. Speaking of that, have you heard of the whole theory that Bikini Bottom was like part of this whole like nuclear um, testing thing that the U.S. did? Yeah, because I, I mean, I did read about it. So there's a place, if people don't know, it's called, I believe it's called Bikini Atoll is the actual place. Yeah. Um, And when 
like apparently the government did a lot of missile nuclear tests there and so people yeah it's that theory that they you know they're the same place um they squashed that theory but they did say that they got the name from bikini atoll whether that's a cover-up story i don't know but it's kind of interesting there's a lot of explosions in bikini bottom as we go throughout the series like they yeah, even like nuclear I was looking at, explosions yeah exactly like what whatever squid or landed on was a nuclear explosion like he <laughs> yeah so maybe he was the nuclear explosion. Maybe, maybe he he's is nuclear. Secretly a nuke. Maybe that's why he's upset all the time. <laughs> he's just a nuke <laughs> waiting to go off. Oh, and one of my favorite SpongeBob moments in this whole part is when SpongeBob is about to play the clarinet. I mean, we already see Patrick like spew hot soup on Squidward, but he's just like his lip smacking. And I actually have a friend who does a really better. I think a better version of this, but when he's all like, and then like there, you're listening to that for like a good three seconds. And you're just like, this is they, uncomfortable. They were dedicated to that bit. They're super dedicated to that bit to, to, I don't know how many time how many hours Tom Kenny has put in the booth doing that sound, but I think it was enough uh, too too much. Probably probably too much. SpongeBob pretty talented with his tongue though. So, Good for him. <laughs> also, uh, you were talking about him, their singing in the fields, mm-hmm. and SpongeBob has a vocal range. He does. You know, um, a lot of the, a lot of my uh, theater friends. I don't know if they can they can hit those those notes. He's like getting those deep notes and those high notes. You know, he's he's killing it. Yeah, a lot um, better than Patrick was. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Patrick was also killing it i i think spongebob has better range but you know patrick can hold his own yeah maybe <laughs> he tries did you see any like what small lessons stuck out to you i have a couple but i don't know what what you saw josh um like preparedness was definitely one like what you said like make staying prepared and like dedicating to your hobby if you have a hobby and you have friends who are wanting to do a hobby with you like invest in it it's worth the investment because we all need hobbies we all need something to keep us sane when, you know, life is getting boring or crappy. Yeah, and on top of that, too, it's like um, they really sucked at the beginning of the episode and they still kind of sucked when they went out to the field, but they were having fun doing it. Yeah, it's and like, I feel like fun. you should, yeah, try things that you're kind of like passionate about and you don't have to be good at them the first time. I know I'm very much like I like to noodle around in everything. It's one of those things where you can try. And if you suck at it, just keep trying. I mean, all about practice. All about practice. We we're not the best at podcasting, but here we are recording episode three. So trying, but we're having fun. We are having fun. You know, this is good. Like, like, and we hope that you, you, you all have fun when you're listening. One thing was, uh, don't be a sarcastic. Like, don't be a douchebag. Don't be. A, yeah, yeah, don't be a douchebag. Don't be petty if you don't really have to. I think. Um. One thing that I do, like I said, I re- kind of relate with Squidward in the fact that like when people like invite you out and in New York, a lot of people don't understand is like, yeah, there's so much stuff to do. But like if you want to do something, uh, we have to actually want to do it. If it I compared to the living where I used to live in Arizona, you had to like drive around. You can like drive around and go to Target in like 10 to 15 minutes, but you like have full control of where you're going. Whereas like in New York, um say my friend lives in Brooklyn, it's going to take me like an hour to get to Brooklyn. 
and an hour to get back home. So if I'm out having a good time and then it's like two in the morning, I'm either, you know, taking some type of taxi cab or Lyft or, you know, Uber or whatever all the way back home. And that that's not cheap. I think that little moment where like Squidward gets like invited out, I relate to it a lot because you we all have like those friends who like they want us to come out. And there's that fine line between like where if they bug us enough, we'll go. But also like, don't don't bug me. Like, I really can't. We all need time off. Um, we, we all need time to ourselves. So it's important to, like, recognize that. And you're not being a bad friend by not wanting mm-hmm. to go out. Like, we all need alone time or just time, like, doing nothing. So don't feel bad. But if you're doing it all the time, don't be, a, don't be reclusive either. Exactly. Like, I, I have a hard time with that because I'm very, I'm, like, I'm kind of broke. So I'm like, hmm, uh. I would love to go out drinking, but I'd rather drink at my apartment. If you're, if you know me and you know, and you're my friend and ever been like, oh, let's drink, or it's, that's pretty much my go-to answer. Is like, yeah, like maybe I'll go out with a drink with you, like every now and then. But I prefer to get drunk at my house. Just safer. House, we can. Yeah, exactly, Josh. It's safer. Cheaper. Um, And not only that, it's usually cheaper, and usually you can have more fun, and then. My house is fun as hell, so, yeah. you know, we and record get, podcasts here. You get too lit, you don't have to worry about puking in a lift, so. Yeah, yeah you you just, you can puke in our house in, like, a appropriate receptacle, <laughs> not on, like, <laughs> anywhere else in the house. This is a specific reference Yikes. to a certain somebody. <laughs> this is the podcast equivalent of a subtweet, just saying. Uh <laughs> Don't puke on our bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, another little thing I got um, actually from Squidward, or, I'm sorry, uh, SpongeBob and Patrick was like, as friends, you should know when you're being a little too aggressive with your friendship. And I think mm-hmm. you see throughout the episodes, like they're being a little too much. Like they're trying to give Squidward his best day ever, but they're a little extra, like burning him with soup, trying to make them all the music like Squidward didn't want any of that like you gotta understand the dude was just like electrocuted like to hell so and exploded like you just let him have some space and sometimes that's all a friend needs yeah and like yeah Squidward came around like yeah I I admire him like honestly he didn't have much of a choice um but when like Patrick's all like firmly grasp it in your hand which is like, you know, I iconic SpongeBob a uh, quote, but like he's like, firmly grasp it, and he just like shoves it into his hand, and that that poor squid. I mean he literally in, is, he literally impales his hand in that moment. Squidward has an asshole moment of the week, but as much as we are assholes, like we can all relate to Squidward in certain moments. And I think the fact that, you know, someone may be being a little bit overbearing later on. I, at the beginning of the episode when he de- declines them, I don't think, I think he was being a bitch. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I think to, as the episode goes on, there are certainly things that like kind of cross the line for Squidward and yeah. that firmly grasp it moment. You start to understand why Squidward might be a little of an app, a little bit of an to them. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, you know, how long have they been living close to each other? You right. don't really know. Firmly grasp it is just a classic. Laugh every single time I hear that. It just seems so innocent. <laughs> yeah. It's just like you gotta firmly grasp it. Firmly grasp it. 
firmly grasp it. So like, so good, meme worthy. Like again, like that contrast with like how emotionally astute Patrick was in that moment where SpongeBob is completely oblivious, and then how very stupid he is in that moment when he's just like, deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like I guess those are the small things you guys can take away from this particular episode. I think, um, be be a aware friend i understand that we all have those friends that are a little oblivious um who might overstep things um i definitely can be one of them i'm i sometimes will be like come on let's come out like let's hang out or maybe the opposite when people are like hey let's come out and i'm like no let's go how about you come to my house like i live in in the heights maybe you should come all the way up here inconvenience yourself and then sleep on my couch so that way i don't have to leave two feet from my house (laughs) (laughs) just for the convenience Um, just for the convenience. But like for me in my head, it's like, well, we get cheaper drinks. We get all this other stuff. But again, it's everyone has a different thing. I have lots of friends who want to go outside and like hang out and go to bars and go clubbing, um, especially in college. Everyone was just like, let's go. Let's go down to fourth and hang out. And I would be like, mm, I'm good Not about that. Yeah. But that's like every relationship is about compromise. So you just got to figure out what that compromise is. Oh, yeah, you go out the... one week, and then the other week, maybe you go to your house. That's kind of stuff. You just got to look at that. Yeah, and if, you, if you're the more expensive friend, if you're the rich friend, take the poor friend out. The poor friend out can go. The poor friend can go. You'd be like, the hey, poor like, friend will just supply their house and their booze later on. So exactly. Not everything is hanging out and doing, doing stuff crazy in the city, guys. We can, we can hang out and have a good little cookout at the house. We're at a local park. Or, I don't know, other places. Before we jump in to Act 2 of the episode, Plankton, we're going to have a quick little break. Hi, so normally in a fancier podcast, we're pretty fancy, though. We keep it pinky up, you know what I'm saying? There would be an advertiser here. If you have wonderful friends who want to advertise here, let us know. We'll give people shout-outs. Honestly, we're not super huge yet, but in the future, maybe you can, like, you know, Something to people want to go here. Future. Something to keep in mind for the future. Instead, what we're going to do is show a little bit of appreciation. A lot of people don't know, but Apple really base its algorithms on ratings and comments. So where people have more comments and people have more ratings, um, that's actually what puts us up on like the main pages if we ever get that um that many people if you have an android and you commented somewhere else um i don't know how that really works so hopefully we'll find those if not send us a really nice email and maybe we'll give you a little shout out in our little breaks so uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna read a couple of the reviews we just pick them at random um kind of put names in a hat and just picked one so I'm going to read this wonderful review from a user um, that says their username is gay as hell for baseball. Great username, by the way. The review says the subject horseradish is not a podcast either. Serious thought given to something as seemingly frivolous as SpongeBob, thereby unearthing the inner beauty of this beloved series. Sign me the heck up. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yes, thank you for that. Gay as hell for baseball. You appreciate it. I appreciate it. it. Definitely. Right. Second review 
comes from Rush Led Zeppelin or Led Zepp 16 title apparently Mayonnaise is a podcast. Yes, yes it is. An insightful and nostalgic look back at the beloved show SpongeBob SquarePants. The hosts have fun revisiting the importance of this show to us as children and the relevance as it continues it continues to have. To answer the title's question, yes, Mayonnaise is a podcast and it's hosted by Omar and Josh. Thank you. It's that's true. We we do, we do host, host this it. podcast. Surprise. I know there are other people who have reviewed. To be honest, there's only four, but we are saving those two for the next shout out. Yeah. So don't be discouraged. Um, both of these reviews, five star. Thank you so much. I am I'm honored. I'm crying. You can't hear it because I'm gonna edit it out. Yeah. But I'm crying. Tears of joy. Actual sobbing. Thank you so much for just rating and listening. More importantly, like even if you don't rate or comment, listening is most of the battle i would say like 90 percent, and we just want to thank you so much thank you i literally just got a text from someone that said omar the podcast so hopefully that's a that's a positive thing omar the podcast (laughs) maybe we'll find out later (laughs) maybe we'll find out in another episode all right let's jump into act two uh so the title of this episode is plankton uh this is where we actually get to meet the antagonist of the series. Um, woo, so we, yeah, woo. Uh, so we start out at the Krusty Krab, um, and this is the first time we actually, oh, one of the first times we get to see uh, SpongeBob behind the counter since the very first episode and how he creates the Krabby Patty. And in this circumstance, uh, what he does is he throws all the ingredients into his head, <laughs> and much like a alcohol shaker, shakes it all up. But, you know, right? I don't know if I want my burgers produced that way, but good on him, I guess. He's getting results. Don't mess with the method. Don't mess with the method. Um, Instead of it popping out of his head, he pulls the Krabby Patty out from under Squidward's nose, much like a magic trick. So there's some hidden talent there, too. He's uh, got some magician tricks. He's a god. He's a god. Hashtag. (laughs) Um, Anyways, uh, so... Before Squidward is able to take the Krabby Patty from him, it starts moving by itself, moving all over the room. It dashes for the door before Mr. Krab stops it. Only in SpongeBob suspects as a ghost. Turns out Plankton. This is the first time we get to see Plankton trying to steal a Krabby Patty. Mr. Krabs picks him up, puts him on a plate. Frisbee throws him all the way back to the chum bucket. And also the first time we get to see the competition, which is the chum bucket. So later that night, SpongeBob's trying to... Er- Going home, gets starts hearing a voice telling him to get closer. Come here, I want to talk to you. Doesn't see anything, starts moving closer, and ends up stepping on Plankton. And from there, they have a conversation where Plankton's like trying to smooth talk him, being like, hey, come to my birthday party. And, you know, what I really would love is a Krabby Patty. But that doesn't get to SpongeBob. SpongeBob knows better. He's he's pretty smart, Sponge. He realizes that he's being manipulated and runs away. Goes home, goes to sleep, but Plankton, being the evil genius that he is, is there ready to go, hijacks SpongeBob's brain, and starts taking him to the Krusty Krab. He blows through Squidward's house, and a moment where he actually sit or Plankton actually sits there and insults Squidward, which is like, damn, that's deep. And then mm-hmm. blows through um, Patrick's house, all the way all to the Krusty Krab, where he makes a Krabby Patty and takes it back to the Chum Bucket. So we see Plankton's laboratory. He has a, we see Karen, his computer wife, 
for the first time. He has this little machine that it can tell you exactly what everything is. They drop a piece of seaweed. 50% sea, 50% weed. 420 blaze it. And then we <laughs> see him try to drop the Krabby Patty in, but before he does it, SpongeBob says his sweet goodbyes to the Krabby Patty, describing in detail all the Krabby Patty, the sweet secret recipe meat, the lettuce, tomato, pickle, specialty bun. Plankton can't help himself, jumps out of SpongeBob's head, tries to eat it, falls into the machine. We find out what Plankton exactly is made out of. 1% evil, 99% hot gas, which is pretty solid. <laughs> and then... The, the hottest gas. The hottest gas. And then he leave, or SpongeBob leaves Chum Bucket, and that's basically how the episode ends. So yeah, I actually really kind of like Plankton as a character. He's goofy. He, I don't know, takes himself too seriously, which I think... It's kind of a good flaw for him as a villain, you know, as a cartoon villain. One thing I really enjoyed was Plankton being like, he gets caught by Mr. Krabs. And then he's like, I went to college. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's supposed to make a difference. <laughs> um, yeah, just the fact that he's like, I went to college. It, it, I don't know. Like, I was dying that's, that's as just someone go to. who's graduated with a degree. <laughs> he's like, I went to I college. Went to college. <laughs> That is, I agree with you. That is the grossest way to probably have a Krabby Patty. Mm-hmm. Um, I was but... thinking back on it too, like on the very first episode when we see SpongeBob making all those Krabby Patties for the um, anchovies, he's stepping all over the ingredients. So I don't know how much health code stuff they have actually going at the Krabby, Krabby Patty or the uh, Krusty Krab. Here's here's what it justified it to me though. You got to think about it. SpongeBob is underwater in an ocean. So salty water on it's like a saline solution. It's going to clean it off. It's like it's good. It's all good. Okay. Right? Fair enough. That's how it works. Yeah, basically. I, sure. <laughs> I took I took a food handler's permit test. I know what I'm talking about, not really, but <laughs> just the I I don't know. I feel like you're surrounded by water. That rinses things off. They already live in a possibly polluted environment with the nuclear testing that might have happened. That's true. We've never had a Krabby Patty, and judging by how Plankton really wants this Krabby Patty, I think it's worth it. Yep. Yeah, apparently. I mean, it's like the best restaurant in town, right? A fast yeah. food joint is the best restaurant in all of Bikini Bottom. So that speaks pretty, that speaks pretty highly about how these burgers are. You don't become the best restaurant in town by not doing... By doing something wrong, you get you do it by doing something right, so, and that food, probably something right. Yeah. Maybe that's all part of the technique. It's much about technique. So. Yeah, technique. technique. Like it was cool that we when we went back to SpongeBob's house, they kept it consistent of what we saw over their like routine, like the diving board's still there, mm-hmm. his bed is like all the same. Like even when he's walking through his house, he walks through the landing pad with his pants on it that we saw mm-hmm. in the first episode. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like they're keeping it consistent. And then SpongeBob being so polite, he was like leaving and he's just like, bye Gary. And then Gary's the one's like, Hey, something's wrong. You idiot. It's like, Oh yeah. Which you, you do learn more about Gary's intelligence, but um, I think it's, uh, it's pretty safe to say that Gary's also a lot smarter than he lets on just like Patrick. Mm-hmm. Maybe not 
obviously not with language, but SpongeBob understands him. It's just so. like most animals, like most cats and dogs, arguably smarter than some other people. Exactly. They know a lot more than we know. They, um, they know it's also all. like whole little speech that Plankton gives this Squidward is like, you're a mediocre per- or Oh, I, musician. I have the whole thing. You have the whole thing? thing? Yeah, let's see. He says, and I quote, Shut your mouth, you mediocre clarinet player. You pretentious, insignificant artists. Your creations are less than a protozoan's waste. Which, not the best Plankton impression, but... Holy crap. Like, can you imagine someone telling you that? That's insane. Oh, I can. It's called my inner monologue. <laughs> it's my That's inner how thoughts it is. every day. When we put out the podcast, it's just like, you <laughs> insignificant <laughs> artist. Um... Oh, sorry. Getting too dark there. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Uh, I've tapped into SpongeBob optimism. But no, just the f- the way Plankton Plankton speaks is amazing. He's like, "Come back, you swine!" Um, just like his wordplay. It's it's great. Yeah, I mean, it plays into the fact, like, yeah, I guess he did go to college. Like, he's think- and that's he thinks that he's smarter than everyone, right? So he uses yeah. those big words and stuff like that to talk down to people exactly and college i think this brings up a good lesson that even though you went to college as someone who went to college it does not make you smarter than someone else no definitely not Um, it's especially true i think in more of the creative fields because there are brilliant artists who never ever even went to college and then there are other artists that you know went to college and you know they are they're also brilliant but it doesn't mean that you, they needed college to do it. Some people do. Some people don't. Right. There are plenty um, dumb people in college. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, just the fact that there are people in this world who have gotten so wasted in college that they, like, throw up all over the place, they pass out, and then it turns out to be that their major, they're going to become, like, a doctor in the future yeah. after, like, eight years. <laughs> and, like, obviously... There, those are different scenarios for the same person, but just to know that, like that one person that you saw chugging, you know, six beers in ten minutes, is also going to be sitting across from you, going like, "Oh, so, tell me how. Uh, why is your stomach upset? Yeah. What? <laughs> well, like, one day I don't be know, treating maybe... people with alcohol poisoning. <laughs> exactly from from doing things that yeah. they did back in the day, yeah. and I just it's it's good to note. That just because you went to college doesn't make you smarter, even though your college-educated plan did let you control someone's brain. Right. So, which I don't know. Again, shout out to I always say a lot of shout outs, but shout out to Plankton for creating you know brain control. He's very smart, like mechanically. Like he built a computer wife. He built that thing that can like examine um, objects, like break it down. We don't have that. I don't know. We Mm -hmm. have that exact technology. You know, and like so. When one of the things I was wondering, like, when did he actually get into that Krabby Patty at the beginning of the episode? Was he hiding in Squidward's nose, or was he already in SpongeBob's head, getting ready to do the mind control? Like, was this just a long plan that he had going? That's true, because like, is it a long con that he's starting the head and he's just like he's scoping it out, mm-hmm. kind of like you know a bank robber scopes out a bank? They're just like, oh, okay, well, there's one brain. Right. That's all I That's needed all I need. to know, and then he's ready to go. Um, cause he did, he was very prepared. So with SpongeBob's house, he knew the print of his bed. Uh, he knew to bring tape. He knows how to sweet talk him. Like he, 
he knows how to manipulate SpongeBob. He like has a golden spatula ready to go with his name engraved. He knows that SpongeBob's kind-hearted and was like, oh, come to my birthday party. And SpongeBob being the nice guy that he was, you know, wouldn't say no to going to someone's birthday. Exactly. And what I think, again, SpongeBob, he knows... He knows people, He like, again, these levels of intelligence fluctuate so much within the series, but SpongeBob knew Plankton, and it was kind of like an insult, but also, like, a sincere suggestion when, like, Plankton's like, you know what I would want for my birthday? And SpongeBob's like, a booster seat? And he's like, oh, boy, he's, yeah. like, super <laughs> excited for this booster seat. And it shows that, like, SpongeBob actually cares. Mm-hmm. He knows He knows that maybe Plankton would benefit from a booster seat. And as... Small lesson number two is sometimes the best gift is the gift that someone needs, not really what they want. That's, you know what and I'm that saying? Is a, that's a good skill because, like, I know, like, buying birthday presents and Christmas presents for me is a hassle. I just don't know most of the time what to get someone and whatever. So, like, for SpongeBob to automatically, like, this plank, like, plankton for who he just barely met to know automatically, like, oh, this person can really use this. Like, that's a good skill to have. Yeah, and maybe that was, like, a little bit of stereotype for him. Maybe he was stereotyping Plankton, like, whatever. But I think there's a fun line with how he how he approached yeah. it. And I, he, he was he genuine. Obviously, he wasn't, like, mocking him. No, he yeah. was just like, hey, do you, do you want a booster seat? And he's like, yeah, I do. But, oh, never mind. I want a Krabby Patty. Also, I don't know what a golden spatula would do to food. So if there's any culinary people out there, let us know. Let, let me know. Because yeah. uh, I don't know if it would make it any better, but... I also don't know the physical limitations and culinary expectations of undersea life. So he's mixing all those ingredients up in his head, anyways. Like, yeah. who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? He takes control of SpongeBob. He goes through Squidward's house. Squidward wakes up immediately. Patrick, no problem. Then, not only that, he goes through the chum bucket, and in the chum bucket, he's he's like, oh. No one's, it's like, no one's here. And he's like, don't remind don't me. Remind me. <laughs> but like, th- does this mean that the chum bucket is open 24 seven? I don't know. Like, that's a good question. Because the crab, no one was in the crab, or like in the crusty crab. And everyone's like, oh, no one's, everyone's cool with that. It's like, is plankton open 24 seven? Maybe he needs to look at his business practices after he looks at his food. Um, But then my favorite, because I love dogs. He's like, here's my lab. Yeah. <laughs> And then here's my laboratory, which is that was good. You know, That's a good little bit. It's it's a good bit. It's that the fact that he has a I don't know if it's supposed to be a real dog or a video of a dog. I I, I know think it that is he just watched that video, video on loop and just gets comfort from having that dog in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is my lab. It's just a live stream of a dog that I don't own, which yeah. honestly I would probably watch. Yeah, hundred percent. If that's on a market that's already out there, then that's maybe something we should start. Someone, if someone wants to make money, that's the way to do it. Plankton's record player, mm-hmm. I think, was really great. Uh, the fact that the ABC is on the other side of the record. Yeah. ABC's you know, on... that's a diverse, that's a diverse album. Yeah. This I think. Kid's ABC song, and then he got this dramatic music on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, if you guys are interested in what the dramatic music, it's actually Verve. By Jack Shaladin. I don't know if that's correctly. S H A L I D I N. Um, I just looked it up and I was like, "Ooh, I wonder what this. This sounds familiar." So I looked it up and I have no idea where it's from. But apparently, this guy was a 
big uh, music person back in the day. Um, fun fact. Fun fact for you, just thrown in there. So uh, what small lessons have you... I, I mean, I, I definitely think um, getting people what they need instead of what they, they want is a great gift-giving lesson that you can learn because I personally, I'm very much... I like utility in my gifts. If I get something, I'm like, I would do, for example, I got an Amazon gift card. I use that to buy baking sheets and a blender, which is not like if someone came up to me with a blender, I would probably be more excited than (laughs) if someone was like, there you go. So again, I would rather use the gift instead of like, if you had asked me, Omar, what do you want? Be like, oh, well, I want this brand new camera that I can't afford. That's what I want. But, I can be just as happy with a blender. Yeah, probably more happy in the end. The, the current, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I could probably make smoothies, more smoothies than, than uh, the debt that a camera would put me in. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> also, random pun. Well, balanced breakfast. I love, I love puns mm. like that where he's balancing the the eggs on top of the milk. Yeah. <laughs> but also a life lesson. You know, you gotta have a well balanced breakfast. breakfast. At least that's how SpongeBob starts his day. I don't start my day with any breakfast, which is bad, but if anyone looks, wants to send me breakfast. Yeah, please help. No, it loops back to like what we said in the first episode that he has a routine and like before he goes to bed, all that stuff's already ready set up, ready to go. Mm-hmm. So it's good. Something definitely I don't do. I wake up when I probably fifteen minutes before I need to be somewhere <laughs> and panic and get there <laughs> in time. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the for me, that's the only way I know it's how the only way to do it. Um. Yeah. I, I. What other little lessons stuck out to you? I guess little lesson is like healthy competition is good, and like you see that with the chum bucket and Krusty Krab. Um, but don't take it too far. I think that's part of Plankton's downfall is that he takes the competition way too far. Instead of focusing on his own restaurant, he has to obsess over what Mr. Krabs is doing right. Uh, also, I like uh going along with that. He's just. He's just so intense. Yeah. And with everything, even his little maximum overdrive situation he had going on, super intense with that. He's he's relaxed. I think he just needs a day at the spa. Yeah. Hang out with Karen for a bit. Yeah. His computer wife. How about he focus That's another small lesson you can take. Focus on your home life. Yeah. Cuz he has a dog at home and a wife. Come on. Yeah, he's busy out all day trying to steal this Secret recipe, all day and all night too. Yeah, focus on what you secret got. Ops. Focus on what you got. Appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. And indeed, appreciate every little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's obviously Plankton's taken for for granted. I think we touched on it a little bit too with like him talking to SpongeBob, but be careful, people trying to manipulate you because they're out there. There are, and I've run into too a bunch of with like. You know, there are snakes. There are snakes out there, and they would like. There are people Taylor who Swift. Will try to, yeah, Taylor. <laughs> Be careful. Um, but there are people. I, who I will might try cut to, that out so that way. Yeah, I don't might, that's probably a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> but no, people will try to take advantage of you and try to take it. If you're like a kind-hearted person, or you know, just anyone in general, there are people out there who will try to take advantage of you. You just need to be careful. You need to be careful that is this person actually toxic for me you know and if they are it's okay just back away you don't need that in your life and then here's what i think is really great because when you kind of like shut people out like that 
Um, or you have that mistrust in people, I think sometimes because of that, like, well, maybe I am too kind hearted, uh, too kind hearted for something. But not only that is when SpongeBob, if it's a really small moment, but I caught it when I was watching it, is when Plankton asked SpongeBob for the Krabby Patty formula for a Krabby Patty or whatever he asked him for, he, he says, I'll never give you, SpongeBob says, I'll never give you that formula. Never, even if you are my friend, even though Plankton was trying to manipulate him, SpongeBob says, even though, even if you are my friend, which I think is a really interesting point because he doesn't see Plankton as an enemy. He sees him as a potential friend or even considers him a friend. Yeah. Which, which I, wide-eyed optimism that we expect from SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. And even like, I never caught that when I was younger, but SpongeBob, again, he's, very impressive in the way that he really looks for the best in people. He suggests really great ideas for them. He's really there to help you all the way in his form of friendship. Yeah, but he's loyal. Like, he stays loyal. He's like, even if you are my friend, I won't give you... Like, he wouldn't even give the recipe to Squ- or uh, Patrick if he asked. So he stays yeah. loyal, and that's a very important thing, is, like, there is, it is important to stay loyal and have that kind of loyalty to either somewhere that you work or friends or something like that, but understanding that loyalty is a good trait to have. He's being a good friend to Mr. Krabs, even though Mr. Krabs is probably not a good friend to him. And he's going like, this is my job is to keep this, you know, formula safe. And Mr. Krabs doesn't want it given to Plankton. So I won't give it to Plankton. And ultimately it's SpongeBob's monologue about the, the Krabby Patty and his apology to Mr. Krabs. And he's saying, sorry to Mr. Krabs, sorry to Bikini Bottom. Like he just he feels like he's let down an entire community of people, which that's a lot to put on a sponge. No, but, but that, like, again, again shows how kind he is. Like he's not worried about oh I'm gonna lose my job or like oh man Mr. Krabs is gonna be pissed at me. No, he's worried about like letting like these people are gonna be let down and the whole community is gonna be let down because of what Plankton's doing. And he's not being selfish about it. And again, like that is just very like commendable. It's very it's a good role model kind of thing to have. If you have not been convinced with the first two podcasts, or even if you're listening to this one on its own, if that's not enough to justify why SpongeBob can be a teacher to all, even though it's a children's show, I don't know. You need to examine your priorities and your ethics, all that stuff. There are some life is there are some (laughs) exactly there are some deep ethics going on, like ethical dilemmas and even at its most basic, like you can really pull out these really great nuggets. Let me pull out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Way to ruin a nice moment, Josh. Womp, womp, Just kidding. Womp. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, those are, I think those are really great lessons yeah. you can get from just the, sm- again, Little these tiny lessons. little things that, for me, like I said, with SpongeBob and that whole moment where he just like, even if you are my friend, that, I would have never caught that on the first watch. No. And I don't think I even caught that on the second, because I've seen this episode multiple times. I don't think I've caught it on multiple watches. But for this watch, apparently, like specifically, I was looking at it, and I was like, oh, that's a really interesting thing to put in, because he's including him even though he's excluding him. He's saying, like, no, I don't I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, I, so I will not do this, but you are, even if you are, you know, valuable to me. Right. And, like, one last thing that I noticed is like when 
Plankton gets examined. He's 1% evil, 99% high gas. Hilarious. But when you look at that, like, it's only 1% evil. He isn't completely bad. Most of it's just high gas. So when you see someone who's mean or, like, crappy to you, maybe they aren't all bad. Maybe they just got some gas, you know? <laughs> yeah, maybe they just have a lot of, a lot gas, of gas in them. You know, that, I know for me, you know, eat a big bowl of chili. I can get a little moody if I get a lot of gas, so... <laughs> <laughs> The, that it, I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, I know a lot of people who. Uh, I've seen you. I've seen. I've seen from... you get some. Uh, I've seen you get the grumps too, and you got that lactose intolerance yeah. going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for breaking up my my biggest flaw. My biggest flaw. That's why I'm here. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so let's take a look at the big lesson. Looking at the big lessons for this episode, and um, I find myself in a similar place where you found yourself uh, last episode, where I can't really find a cohesive thing that goes to both. Like, I guess you can kind of argue it's like the same thing like Pride for Squidward or uh, Plankton, but I don't know. It doesn't feel like that fits as well for this week. Um, well, I had I had a different little idea of what I wanted it to be. I was also kind of getting stuck in the beginning where I was like, oh, well, maybe um, maybe it is like another show of pride. Maybe it is, you know, other things like that. But after like talking through it with you, I honestly think the theme is like respecting boundaries. Oh, that's good. That's I think good. It's, I think the best thing that I could get from it because, you know, in act one with jellyfishing, it's, really Spongebob and Patrick not really respecting Squidward's boundaries and also Squidward kind of not respecting boundaries as a, like them, him realizing like they are friends to him and not respecting that boundary too. Yeah. Um, you know, and over them. yeah. It, yeah. Or maybe it's not, maybe it's not respecting boundary. It's understanding your relationship with someone. Under, I think that's probably a better, that's, I think that fits better for both like understanding relationship. That, it, that includes respecting uh, boundaries because, you know, Squidward really didn't have to be. Originally, I was like, oh, don't be a because Squidward really did not have to be as petty as he was. And also, like, the same thing that happened with Plankton. Like, Plankton just bushed through Squidward's house and then he decides to even berate Squidward even more. So, like, as great as that, like, as funny as that is, it's also, like, it was really unnecessary. But I I think respecting, like, understanding your relationship with someone else is, like, a bigger thing because Plankton doesn't realize that with SpongeBob, he can have a friendship and a worthwhile friendship because SpongeBob, again, right off the, off the bat, knew that he could use a booster seat. And, like, that's, again, a, an awareness that you can't really, uh, you can't really fake. And then with Squidward, it was like he doesn't know that, again, these are, these people are just trying to be his friends and them as friends understanding, like, them, like them being SpongeBob and Patrick, understanding that you like maybe you should be less oblivious to the fact that Squibber's obviously busy. He's about to you know go on a bike ride, and then two, it's like he kind of doesn't really enjoy the things that you enjoy. He doesn't clearly. He doesn't. I mean, he kind of kind of shapes up that he like warms up to it eventually, mm -hmm. but still, it's like. If they're pushing and pushing and pushing him to do stuff that he doesn't really like, that's going to push him away mm -hmm. in the end. Because I, I definitely think inviting him was the right move. Yeah. I think that SpongeBob and Patrick were doing good in that sense. But him even just reacting to it would be 
like would be enough for like a person who's n- aware and not oblivious to like be like, oh, well, maybe this is person's not in the best mood for this. And and again, Patrick caught on to that. He was like, maybe he doesn't like us. Yeah. And sometimes it's understanding that I know a lot of people who are like maybe oblivious to like an emotion that you can be feeling at the time or even the other way around. Like I'm sure there are times where people say something, I say something that I think is a joke and just doesn't come across as a joke. Or like, maybe I don't know that person well enough that they know that I'm joking. But even when that happens, like it's you recognizing that you did something wrong. Right. And that's, I think Mm -hmm. it's important. And then uh, let's like, again, being a good friend and respecting that. Yeah. Like being like, Hey, can I, do you want to do this? Oh, no. Ah, oh, come on. Please come do this. And you're like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Or, again, just kind of get a read for what that person needs and what other people, and what you can do to accommodate that. Not saying you have to, like, you know, bend over backwards for anyone. um, But just being aware. Yeah. I think having being that, aware. That's that like awareness. That's really big. Yeah, and understanding uh, understanding the people that you're you're hanging out with or you're talking to, even if it's like outside of a friendship. Yeah, and it can be exhausting because like different friends, different you know family, everyone, every relationship you have needs something different. But mm-hmm. if you put yourself like honest and are upfront about what you want or what you need out of a friendship and what you have to offer, I think people end up respecting that more. You know. I know that yeah, some of my so. closer friends, it's like I can be a lot truer to them and be like more honest with them. And that makes me feel a lot better talking to them, you know, instead of just yeah, cause, putting up a front. Yeah. And you can say instead of being like, oh, I don't want to go because of this and like trying to come up with an excuse, you can be more upfront and be like, you know, I'm not feeling up to it. Like, no, nah, I'm just going to watch The Office for the hundredth time tonight. It's fine. Sorry. Yeah. Or like I'm going to prep for the podcast yeah. <laughs> or like it can just be something. You know, and then maybe if that person says like, hey, like, you know, maybe next time, yeah. you know, and actually sincere about it. Not like Squidward, who was like, maybe next time. And it wasn't. So, yeah, I mean, either way, like, don't undermine someone else because you think that you're better. Most of the case, mm-hmm. you're not. That just, again, makes you an ass. And yeah, I don't know. That's just don't be a person like that. Yeah. Respect. Respect be other respectful. people. Maybe that's a Until good they... overarching lesson too. Is just be respectful, no matter yeah. friendships, other people. Just that awareness. awareness, yeah. And yeah, be respectful. Yeah. It's pretty good. So well, yeah, I think, being insightful. Uh, that sums it up for this episode. While I we think. sit in the closet recording podcast, dishing oh, out yeah, wisdom. So we're <laughs> dishing out wisdom again, all from this wonderful yellow sponge that we know and love. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank you all for giving this a listen. Thank you. I know there's a couple listeners that are like, I didn't even know you had a website. I didn't know you had all this stuff. Well, when we recorded the original two uh, podcasts, we had no idea where this thing was going to end up. And we finally figured it out. So, And we put it in the descriptions of our things. But I'm hoping that if you're listening right now, you might be able to benefit from knowing all the other stuff. So we have a lot of stuff. And I'm going to just list them off right now. But basically, is Mayonnaise a podcast for almost everything? And you can find it. The only difference is, is Mayo a podcast for Twitter? Because apparently there is a username limit for having your at. So for Twitter, at is Mayo a podcast. 
for everything else. Uh, I'm making an Instagram is uh, mayonnaise a podcast. Our Facebook is is mayonnaise a podcast. I sent everyone an invite. Hopefully you guys didn't ignore it. Hopefully you guys are sharing with your friends. Um, most importantly, our website is mayonnaiseapodcast.com. There is always the latest episode. There's at the very bottom a way you can contact us. And we really enjoy when people email us. We've gotten emails already from people. We've gotten texts from people. Don't be afraid to message us, whether it's something constructive you want to say or even, you know, just just positive feedback or negative feedback. I mean, I'll take whatever in the email because having... We ain't too proud. We just need feedback is great. Yeah, feedback is great. And just, just the fact that we know that there's listeners out there because with iTunes, we only know, or Apple Podcasts, we only know so much about who's listening. Um, and we want to be able to, you know... There might be listeners out there that we don't even know about who aren't personal friends that might be listening and be great to know that, hey, we're here. The way to do that is by going to any of our social media. If you're a Twitter person, go on Twitter. If you're a Facebook person, go on Facebook. If you rather look at our Instagram, which is really dead right now, Instagram, um, you know, or maybe you're just private and you're just like, I just want to send them an email, tell them good job or send tell a, them, hey, I really wish you could do this. Yeah, send us an email. Send us a text. For those who know us personally, send us a text. Facebook message. You can even Facebook message the Facebook page if you don't want to like post on there. But again, like any little constructive feedback you have, say that was something we did was good. You got a message out of something. Like we appreciate hearing that. It means that we're not just completely wasting our time. Yeah, I mean, we're still gonna do this yeah. whether you guys are listening or not. But it'd be nice if you could join us on this journey. Yeah, that's what we're doing. It doing it for the people and for us a little bit. Cool. So again, ismanesapodcast.com and every other social media thing. Mm -hmm. um, just look in the description. Spread look the word. Where else? Tell your friends. Even tell your enemies. Mm -hmm. If you hated us, make them listen. Oh, yeah. yeah. If you hate our podcast, hate listen. Yeah. I don't care if you just like listen to it and you're like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> I just listen and I'm cool with yeah, that. That's fine. Because maybe, maybe you'll learn to like yeah. it. Uh -huh. <laughs> maybe. If not, then... Who cares? I mean, we're going to do it because we enjoy it, and we hope that you, you all enjoy it. We're all along for the ride, too. Yeah, exactly. Come along. And that's it for today's episode. So remember, firmly grasp it in your hand. Firmly grasp it! <laughs> <laughs>